2: Oh, man. Our NFL draft coverage today brought to you by Kinetic Staffing, the executive search firm for your company as you want to add talent to your roster. Kineticstaffing.com. That's K-I-N-E-T-I-C. Kineticstaffing.com. Alan Lang and the team working with companies from all kinds of backgrounds. Technology, CPA, law, among many others. In kinetic staffing, we are out of bounds. 105.9 The Zone ESPN. And, um, Blake, it was a little bit of a uh, Patron Añejo weekend for me. Oh. Uh-huh. On the rocks with an orange. Super premium tequila, 100% blue agave. Uh, if you know of a restaurant, you work in the restaurant business, you carry Patron, let us know. We'll give you a,
1: a shout out,
2: you know. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. Little orange rocks, swash of water. Yeah, that'll there work. Yeah, that'll work. Or you get your hydration in so a fancy margarita, fancy margarita with a little, uh, little. Oh, um, uh, what's that's the th- more the Patron Silver? I'm grow I'm going the wrong. What's the what's the, I'm going blank. What's the thing that you like the after dinner cognac that you like that Grand Yes. A, a nice Patron Margarita on the rocks with a splash of Grand Marnier on the I'll top. I'll take it. Yeah. I just, I don't know why I couldn't remember that, but yeah, that's Ooh. a great. Because Grand Marnier's got that orangey, citrusy flavor, Ooh. so you splash that on the margarita and you're, yeah, you're good to go.
2: Grand Marnier. I like that. That Patron, that'd be Patron Silver with fresh lime juice and a splash of Grand Marnier there and a get. cigar from Havana Smoke Shop. Okay. Okay. All right, out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Steve Robertson will join us next. Uh, what does Chris Lamonas have to do to extend his career at Mississippi State? Does he have to carve out three wins down the stretch, three and six? Two and ten, may not get it. Oh, and 12, then I think, you know, I don't think they'll go. Oh, and they're, they're you know, they've had winnable games left and right. I guess Tennessee and Auburn and some others. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, I, I know, I know Saturday, they, they finished their series on Saturday and that last game didn't sit well. The other two games were competitive and they had every opportunity, as you know. Um, But, you know, people are getting a little restless. And in the last two years, they're 15-36 and in conference play. I'll say it again, never in a million years did I think this staff would be in this situation. Ever. Um, I didn't think that they would ever miss this. You know, I see uh, you you have to go on the road in a regional. Maybe a couple years. Okay? Yeah. Two seed on the road, three seed on the road. Because in the SEC, you can win on the road. I got it. I mean, they were very competitive two out of three games with Tennessee. And that's think about how competitive they've been at times with terrible pitching. Ooh. I mean, if they just had average pitching, they would be a number two seed on the road with an unbelievable opportunity to win that regional. So as far as it feels like the moon, they're not that far off, but their pitching is Atrocious, and you have to ask the question, how did they get here? How did Lamonis allow it to happen? And it's not, you know, just blaming Foxhall, I think is short-sighted. Um, you know, they're between missing on guys, not having an ace, and injuries, but everybody's got them. They're and they look to be correcting it a little bit. I mean, they were. They were pitching better. I mean, last week against Ole Miss, they won 2-1. to one. The week before against Auburn, they had some really nice spots. The week before that, they had won back-to-back weekends with Ole Miss and Bama. So, although it's, it, look, it's far; it was far from good. It wasn't even solid. But compared that they were last by a million miles, there were some things trending in the right direction.
1: And this weekend, they couldn't get five innings out of a starter. But your bullpen had chance. The the other side of that is, as bad as the starting has been at times, you've had opportunities where if the bullpen can get three outs, you could win games. That's because you were hitting homers left and right, like Hunter Hines and stuff. Correct. Correct. Which is part, I mean, that's part of it. Like, you could almost forgive some of the misses at the starting position if you don't miss all through the bullpen as well, right? Like, if you have a little bit of help and you're able to close out some of these games where your offense has helped you. I guess let me, since you haven't been, it hasn't been the run ruling that Kentucky and Vanderbilt was to start the season. So is there anything to this, to the argument that what you just said, that they've been close at times and it feels like it's just some pitching woes. It's not every facet of the game as much anymore. And the fact that you have such a loaded freshman class on campus And what appears to be a put-together class coming into campus, all of that being said, where you sit right now, do you think that's enough and should it be enough to keep Chris Limonis another year?
2: I think it is today.
1: We've never had, like as many coaches as we've talked about getting hired and fired, Mississippi State and Ole Miss have never been faced with this situation how do you find a championship head they've coach? They've never won a national championship
2: Correct. in a major sport until the last couple of years.
1: So it's unprecedented territory. And it can't be. If you're Zach Selman and you're three months on the job, how do you make that decision? Uh, it will be made along with Dr. Keenum. Yeah. I mean, it's just that's, that's an impossible position as a new AD. Sure. To be put into. Yeah. It's not like going to Alabama where you can be like, hey, we're winning titles in half the sports we field teams in. Right. So we'll fire you and we'll go get another one. Right. It's a little bit different. It's the only guy.
2: It is, man. Baseball is so
1: weird. It's, it's just not close to football and basketball hiring. Let me ask you this question. What you see right now on the field and in the results for Chris Lamonis from the beginning of last season to now, is it equal to better than or worse position than of what Polk 2.0 was as his tenure. It's better up.
2: because of the freshman class has talent and Hunter Hans is talented. And
1: so you're not rock bottom yet. No,
2: uh, Polk by his last year had no, it, there was no sec talent. He didn't have one commitment. Do you believe? So it's, 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 is as hard. It's hard for some people probably to wrap their brain around what I'm saying, but it, it's night and day. Is it Ron heading... and Ratho and I don't remember if it was McNichol or Schoenrock just stopped recruiting. Is it heading that direction to you? N- well, not if you're bringing in the number four class okay. in the country. Okay. Um, when John Cohen walked in, he had zero commitments.
1: So is the I mean, you size... and
2: I, I could land. You and I could land the number. 20 class. Correct. At Mississippi State. You would think so. Or Ole Miss. I know I could. I recruit for a living. I mean, I've recruited for, tw- I recruit companies here. Yeah. It, it, it's the same deal. So, so let me ask you e- evaluate and then go recruit
1: and then execute and land. So, same give, deal. Given that it's not rock bottom and it doesn't, it doesn't, as crazy as this is, it doesn't feel as bad as it did two months ago for Chris Lomonis' entire team, despite some of the issues on the pitching staff. Would it be unwise to make a rash decision? Is the sky actually falling in Startville or is this a overreaction by fans?
2: I don't think it's an overreaction when you're fifteen and thirty-six, but I will say this. Lamonas has to avoid embarrassment. Remember that word. Because the fan base has a lot of pride. And you have to avoid embarrassment over. Arkansas and LSU and Am who'd I miss okay all right so there it is you you have to avoid be being... no I missed one yeah I missed one because there's 12 games left maybe I did have Florida right I just had it in the wrong weekend we're live in the bank plus studio Steve Robertson coming up next on Limonis and job security.
0: Do you know what time it is? It's a max effort Monday. Yeah, whether you're in the car or at the office, it's time to give it your max effort. Just like Bo and Blake. So, hey, don't let your family down like a dead on vacation, right? Come on, get off your ass.
3: Oh, and give it a max effort.
4: I'm ready to take this all away.
2: Uh, Steve Robertson on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. There's a lot of unrest within the Mississippi State fan base over baseball. They're 15 and 36 in the last two years. Tough to excuse that 15 and 36 in the last two years. They have three series left, and Arkansas this weekend, LSU, and then A&M. You know what's realistic down the stretch. Yeah. I think I think I, I, you know Steve where, what do you think they have to hit to come back or do you think they're coming back regardless of what happens down the stretch?
3: Well, I don't think the staff returns intact.
2: Well, I, I, no I take out Foxhole. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, I mean obviously uh you know Lamos doesn't have a tremendous amount of vocal support within the fan base, but, uh, you know, I've spoken to some people, you know, in administration that, uh, you know, believe that he'll probably get another year to kind of write the ship. And, uh, you know, of course, it's still a very fluid situation. You judge seasons based on their totality. And so, you know, we'll see what happens. But, you know, you're facing three NCAA regional teams here in the final three weekends. And uh, two of those three, battling for a top eight national seed. So uh, everybody you've got left to play has got something to play for. Uh, you do too, but not nearly the same stakes. You know, Mississippi State just trying to get to Hoover. And, and let's just be honest about that. I mean, the fact that the state's scuffling here at the end of the season, two consecutive years, just to make the SEC tournament, it's just simply not acceptable.
2: Okay. So the fan base is not going to be happy, um you know, if they go two and seven down the stretch, uh, apathy is going to be set. Uh, what's realistic too in July flipping this roster, uh, even with the 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 recruiting class coming in, you don't know what you're going to net with the draft. You don't know who's going to stay in the. You know, I think there's some question marks with Gerangelo and Lofton hanging around. So really, I mean, you're talking about flipping them probably a minimum of 10 pitchers. You'll have to have NIL, NIL money. Um, you know, you need to go get, what, three starters? It, they don't all have to be weekend. Three starters, three setup men, and at least one or two closers. I mean, how realistic is this from July 1st to August 10th or whatever? Steve, if this plays out and Lamonis and Gautreaux, uh come back.
3: Well, the portal aspect of it is, you know, a lot of those guys are one-year guys, you know. So the, you know, the chance to play in a southeastern conference in front of these fans and and you know in this league, and there's only 14 teams that can offer that, uh, and and very few can offer the same atmosphere and experience Mississippi State does. So, I, I don't think they'll struggle to find guys in the portal. Um, I, I don't, but you know, the bigger issue is. Now that that's just not sustainable. You know, having to be so reliant on the portal. You need the guys that you recruit and develop to be, you know, the nucleus of your team. I mean, you know, there's some young guys here, like you know Ross Heifel and Hunter Hines and you know, Dakota Jordan. You've got some pieces to kind of work around. But um, yeah, I think you probably got to go get another outfielder for sure. But uh, you know, pitching's a big issue. I mean, it's like you know, you look at the uh, you know with you know kind of Saturday being the outlier. I mean, you know Tennessee. One you know, has been a really good pitching staff the last couple of years, and State hit them around pretty good. The problem was you just couldn't hold leads. I mean, I, I sat there on Friday when State had the big lead, and members of Tennessee media were already thinking about a rubber game on Saturday, and I was like, just, just wait. You know, you guys are a little bit premature here. I've seen this movie several times, and I had somebody on Saturday. I said, hey, Steve, you've probably seen more SEC baseball than all of us combined. Where does this staff rank in the Southeastern Conference? Well, it ranks 14th. I mean, the numbers bear that out. Uh, it, it's, it doesn't take some insider take to see that. I mean, this is a team that just really you know, struggles to continue to, to maintain leads. And you thought maybe you had some things figured out, but you know, you, you look at how well they pitched against Ole Miss uh, in four games, and maybe that's an indictment on Ole Miss as well. You know, that Ole Miss couldn't capitalize better on this pitching staff that struggles to stress strikes to Mississippi State.
2: I think it is. Steve Robertson, jeanspage.com, two four seven sports. Talking MSU baseball, Lamonas, his future. What do they have to do against Arkansas at home, LSU on the road, and AM at home? All three of those teams are better than Mississippi State. Now, does that mean that they can't steal a game here or there? No. Uh, so, what you just laid out, you're talking about eight to 10 portal pitchers. Knowing that the, the, the net on an, a legitimate SEC pitcher would be. Maybe forty percent. I yeah. I don't see where the numbers work in July to retool the roster to this extent, Steve.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm concerned about that too because you have to basically process some guys out of here. You know, and and there's probably some that need to be. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, you know, and I'm, I'm going to say some things that you know maybe hurt some people's feelings, but nobody's bigger than the M over S, and certainly not your feelings, right? I mean, you know, so, and the reality of it is, is we've got some guys here that that can't play here. I mean, you know, you you bring them in, you hope they develop, and and you've got to take some responsibility that lack of development too. But, you know, they they took some guys this past uh, class that were marginal to say the least. And Mississippi State should never be out there scraping the bottom of the transfer portal barrel. Are work in the JUCO ranks for guys that uh, struggle to throw strikes in junior college and then bring them to the Southeastern Conference and, and expect to fix them. I mean, nobody's that smart. you got to go get guys that have a history of strike throwing, no matter what the VLO is. I know that's the big buzzword these days is VLO and spin rate. You know, give me guys that are going to throw strikes and compete and change fees and keep guys off balance. Uh, that They may not light up the scoreboard, but they're going to put zeros up there.
1: Okay. So
2: I don't I, I mean best case scenario I guess you keep Gerangelo and Lofton I don't I'm not sold on that. Um Cade Smith is a sophomore?
3: Cade Smith is listed as a junior in the classroom but of course uh, you know he's only had you know a couple of years of He he threw in 21, threw in 22. He'd have that year, that extra year available to him if he needed it. Well, I guess not, he wouldn't because he didn't, he was a 2020 draft guy. Yeah, but he... uh, Oh, So he's draft eligible. Yeah, so he's draft eligible, so he'll have a decision to make, you know, because he pitched in, pitched some in 21, pitched some in 22, and now he's pitching now. So he's he's a junior. How do you read that?
2: What do you think he will do?
3: Yeah, I think the fact that he missed so much time this year, you know, he, he probably should come back, but you know, there are some people out there that, uh, you know, think an awful lot of them. You know, I, I think that he could be a guy that gets drafted in a position where he has to kind of sit down with his family and his advisor and then work through these things. I don't think that he's the guy that will go in the, you know, top 10 rounds, but, you know, he's a guy obviously that has some natural abilities, willing to compete and, uh, you know, the basketball could probably use a little more uh, sync to it, but, you know, he, he's your best option right now on the mound on the weekends. And, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see kind of where he falls in the draft and then um, the decision he makes there, you know, kind of moving forward.
2: What would you put as far as, uh, I've only got a minute, percentage of keeping Girangelo? I mean, Lofton hadn't even pitched, but Gerangelo and Lofton. And this. Do you, are you buying in the whole CeCe Sabathia thing and this guy could get a job somewhere and blah, blah, blah? I mean, what, what do you make of that?
3: I don't know what to make of any of that stuff right now. I think the reality of it is, is that you know, when you've got guys that have the pro potential, and you'll often a guy that many people believe will be a first rounder. Gerondiolo obviously doesn't hit the same measurables, but it's going to be tough to keep them both. You know, at this point, I think you hope to keep one of them, and then you know, find you a, a replacement somewhere in the portal.
2: If they go one and eight, is he back?
3: I think he is, and I don't think the fan base will be happy about that, but I do. I, I think he's back with changes
2: on the staff. Okay. We'll leave it there. Steve was in Knoxville over the weekend. Thanks, Steve Robertson, the Boneyard Podcast, 247 Sports. He joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Steve believes if even if he drops a 1-8, I guess because of the freshman class currently and the signing class coming in, that he'll have a chance to uh, – to hang around for another year in 2020. He being national championship coach, Chris Limonis. Uh Brought to you by Highball Lanes. Open for lunch. Check out the Catfish Reuben; It is amazing.
0: No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Um, we're excited to welcome in, really, really excited to welcome in Highball Lane's and the Capri Theater and Highball. You know, they have an amazing restaurant and bar. Uh their bowling alley is super cool. Uh my family and I have been there several times. I told you, even my son thinks it's lit. And uh and electric, which is that, you know, for an eighteen year old, that's pretty cool. It's got a real cool vibe. It's 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 groovy and so on. Um They've got a big-time menu. They're open for lunch. They're doing brunch. This is in Fondren. Highball. Check it out. Now, I do want to let you know that you can, this is cool, you can rent the the lanes. Like, if you want to enter, and you should, you want to thank your employees. Hey, an afternoon at Highball. Good food, good beverages, awesome. Just super groovy, cool bowling alley. Uh, if you want to go eat lunch, I told you their catfish Reuben is amazing, amazing, and they have several other items on the menu that are that are super, super good. All right, including blue plates. So highball ball lanes in Fondren. We're excited to have them in uh, corporate retreat, entertain employees, clients. You can grab two lanes, three lanes, four lanes, five, you know, whatever you want. It's really, really nice, high end upscale. And the Capri Theater's amazing too. Um whether it's a movie or you want to bring in your your company and and do some kind of uh presentation with with food and and beverage. They're also opening another spot right beside it. I'll tell you more about that in the next couple of weeks. Highball, highball lanes, the Capri Theater in Fondren. Check it out today. Lunch, bowling, whatever. I mean, hey, go to lunch, bowl bowl for 30 minutes <laughs> go back to the office there get you, you a little break um I also want to welcome in uh Canon Nissan on the hill in South Jackson and that new Pathfinder the I, I like it I like the body style a lot I uh, jumped in one last Thursday Wednesday the new Nissan Pathfinder at Canon Nissan of Jackson on the hill in South Jackson also the rogue is their crossover SUV. And uh, it's great. First car, college car, out of college car, super gas mileage. And then, of course, the Altima uh, with great gas mileage and very well done. And, you know, Nissan's right up the road, 55 as far as one of their manufacturing facilities. So, Canon Nissan on the hill in South Jackson and Highball Lane, excited to welcome them in. We'll have some more here. Soon to share with you. And we are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105 down the zone. I want to also thank you for going to Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast, searching out of bounds with Bow Bounds and Spotify. Spotify, searching out of bounds with Bow Bounds. We're glad to be on Spotify. We're happy to be on uh Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast, Spotify, search out of bounds with Bow Bounds and also, also, the Out of Bounds radio app. There's just so many different ways you can hang out with us. We'd love for you to go to our YouTube channel, search Out of Bounds Sports. It was uh, shrimp scampi day over the weekend. Oh, I love I love some really 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 good shrimp scampi, and you can find it, you know, here and there around the uh, the metro area. Uh, we've got some wonderful places. Shrimp scampi, love it. I'm a big. I don't eat pasta, you know. Much, but God, love it. And uh,
1: so, it was a little little shrimp, shrimp scampi over over the weekend. What's your favorite way to eat shrimp? Ah, uh, like boil shrimp boil a la the like you know crawfish my boil type thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or do you go? Would you rather go like a shrimp disc a la like the shrimp scampi or something else or fried shrimp maybe? I don't What's your What's Ooh, your go-to? I Sweet love, and sour shrimp? I love shrimp. So I would probably
2: say just peeling shrimp yeah. and, and dipping it in cocktail sauce. But shrimp scampi, the pasta would be right behind it because you get me on the weekend and I'll smash a, a really good pasta entree at a local um, restaurant. For sure. Um, I had the braised uh, beef ravioli. No, short rib. Braised short rib ravioli at Enzo last week. Nice. With uh, a friend of mine who's in the coaching profession. And (laughs) it was really, really good.
1: Yeah, Bravo does the angel hair with jumbo shrimp. I love angel hair. It's not technically shrimp scampi, but it's kind of a play off that. It's really close. It's, it's a, it's it's different sauce and a different pasta, but it's a similar concept.
2: When Dan Blumenthal rolled that out in the mid nineties, it's yeah, it is. It's very it's, good. It's close. It's, it's good. very good. Oh, mm-hmm. they do a, a magnificent job. So does Fertizzi's.
1: Um, I mean, there's there's several places. Are you a shrimp so salad Mookie's? It, this brings up an interesting discussion about shrimp. Like, I found that people. When they go to restaurants, oh. whether it's like a Mexican restaurant where you would order fajitas with a certain meat on it, or it's an Asian restaurant where you might get a noodle dish or a rice dish where it's like chicken, beef, pork, or shrimp, right? Yeah. You get to choose, um, Thai, any of those of places. i found that people traditionally stick with their protein option regardless of the genre of food. So, like, if you like chicken fajitas, you tend to get chicken fried rice or chicken noodles. Uh, see, and if I you bounce like shrimp, around. Yeah, I'm, I'm. But like, my dad was a shrimp. Like, he would get shrimp Got everywhere. It. That's what really made me think about that. Is I, I feel like I know a lot of people, especially in the South, where we get set into our routines. True. Where people go, well, well I I'm think a, anybody gets yeah, set Yeah, That's true to, to some their their extent. Routine. I, I'm but like it, a steak guy, and you, so I get steak everywhere. I think you bring up a
2: great point. Breaking out of your routine, food wise, and exploring almost anything in the world in the culinary world is really good for all of us. You know, or I do. I think it is. Um, uh, Speaking of at Highball Lanes, they have pimento cheese wontons. Pimento cheese wontons. And they also have highball nachos. And they have soul rolls. Bacon braised collard greens, black eyed peas, dirty rice, shredded chicken served with a white barbecue sauce is the soul rolls.
1: At highball lanes, is that like a egg roll? That sounds amazing. A playoff. That sounds so. It's 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 like, oh, that's like a a Cajun burrito or Cajun chimichanga. I think it's been fried up with all the rice and chicken and collard greens inside. That sounds amazing. I'm starving. Pimento cheese wontons also sound like an interesting take on not only a wonton but also pimento cheese and like the idea of fried cheese. You know, Two Brothers does their fried pimento cheese fritters. They're so good. They're so good. I bet I bet pimento cheese wontons are pretty fire.
2: I'm gonna give you one more that I think you would like because you like to dance around menus. Catfish Reuben. You talked about that. I, I'd to, never I gotta, had never had it. To go try it. Yeah, I'd never had it. Um, it's got uh Pittsburgh slaw on rye bread. What What is Pittsburgh slaw? And it's fried. Know. Delta catfish and it's open face, by the way. Oh, it is delicious, absolutely delicious. The catfish Reuben, fried catfish Reuben, at Highball and Fondue. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I want I want all that right now. I want I want shrimp scampi. I want a catfish Reuben from Highball, and I want these pimento cheese wontons. From highball, is that cool? Can,
1: yeah, I like a little smorgasbord. Bravo, shrimp
2: scampi. Yeah, and then the rest of what I just referenced. Yeah,
1: let's just get a little a, bu- a buffet, as they like to call it. Cho- chocolate parfait day. What about that? That I don't. That doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't. Not really. I'm sorry. Oh man, should it do something for me? I, I think anything, most
2: anything, chocolate's pretty amazing. Um, but evidently you're not.
1: You're not. What's on board. A, what? What quote? Qual- chocolate parfait is that just a little ice cream thing yeah yeah uh, i could do better desserts than that that doesn't get my banana pudding at b3 there you go that would get me going i guess my blood boiling. i could eat
2: some banana pudding from burgers blues and barbecue right now how
1: much banana pudding can you afford if you get drafted in the first round of the nfl draft probably a lot of banana pudding yeah yeah how much banana pudding does 14 million dollars buy I'd have a, fa- a banana pudding fountain in my house.
2: Now, that would be cool. Those fountains that they're doing at weddings now? Chocolate
1: yeah, other it'd things? Yeah, would just be banana pudding. That would be... You just stick your banana wafer sandwich see. in there. Let me and see if they've got uh, what we're doing here. Oh, desserts. What would you do?
2: Oreo if- brownie? Oh, that sounds good. Orange blossom caramel cheesecake. Interesting. It's uh, with orange blossom
1: caramel and graham cracker crust. Are you a cheesecake guy? I find people either love it or they don't really like it. it Just means. plain cheesecake? No, thanks. No, you got so- to have salt. I want a flavor of some something. Yeah. going on. It has to for me. It has to be a drizzled with caramel or or yeah. raspberry, blueberry, chocolate. Sauce, like that. Yeah, yeah, like
2: you said, amaretta, blah blah blah. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm all about some kind of like amaretta caramel sauce on top of the cheesecake. But I don't order cheesecake. Uh, no. I can't remember the last time I had a... Yeah, no. I'm not a cheesecake But guy. this
1: this is something I'm going to have to check out. Orange marm. I'd go for that brownie. The Oreo brownie. That sounds like a good... Probably has ice cream on it. Cream cheese drizzle, chocolate sauce, and vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah, with some... Oh
2: Patron Extra Añeja and a cigar. There you go. No I doubt. I figured
1: you'd go with your Grand Marnier.
2: Uh, well... I would do that, too. Mon, yeah. Let's talk. Uh, let's drop Fred Smoot talking about Emanuel Forbes. Fred Smoot talking Emanuel Forbes. And Smoot got drafted by Washington. Emmanuel Forbes was drafted by Washington in the first round out of Mississippi State. And a TV station called up with Smoot. And this is what he had to say about Forbes.
4: All right. My man. The yeah. one and only Fred Smoot. Yeah. Um... Your thoughts on Emmanuel Forbes? You know, how, you know how I feel about that. This is what I believe in. Uh-huh. Cause I'm from the South. Yeah. And if you go get good ingredients and you go to a great grocery store, usually the dinner is good. And Mississippi State ain't never let never let this franchise die. from Preston Smith. I can keep I can keep going with guys sweat. It just you go back to a well that's good to you. And right now they got a super loaded, ten times better version of myself. Really? All right? He's, he's 100- a better version of you. He's 172 pounds, I was 173. Huh? He's longer than me, he's taller than me, he's a step faster than me. Mm-hmm. So what does that make him? Well, yeah, If I gave him some good years, he can give you some good times, right? all right? It's a different. So, so, but when I covered you, I can hardly understand what you said. And you can only understand him. But, uh, I am his translator. <laughs> like I'm here for the first two years. We can't understand family. what the Mississippi State guy's no, saying. Uh, listen, it's so, that Southern draw. But I can't. If we're talking slowly, you need to listen slow. Got you. All right, come on, you're a grown man. <laughs> you're a grown man. You understand it. I got him. Don't worry about it. If you want to know what he's saying, just ask me. But uh, seriously, uh, do you like what they did? I'm going after defense. The first couple. I of picks. love it because if you want to maximize defense, we got a front. But we've never matched the front in the back end. To dominate, you have to match the front in the back end. They took their strong suit and say, how can we make it the complete pinnacle? And that's what they did, they got younger, they got stronger, they got faster, they got better ball skills.
2: Fred Smoot giving someone that much credit right. and, and the props? <laughs> Has he ever said anyone was better than him? He's Rest. much better than me. He's faster, bigger, longer, and guess what? As much as I love Smoot, he's right. Now, what will Forbes be in the NFL? I don't know, but man, you look at his playmaking ability and just going and getting the football and all that, he, he'll gain 10 pounds easily. And
1: I. it's a good pick for Washington. It is. Yeah, and selfishly, he we get to see him. blew
2: up the board.
1: Yeah. Yeah, selfishly, we get to see him in the NFC East because we watch, obviously, the Cowboys so much and and the Eagles being so good, we'll we'll get to see him play against all those teams. But it, he's, it's I don't prim- want him intercepting Dak Prescott.
2: <laughs> it's probably going to happen at some point. Now, let's talk about Mississippi State's success in the draft. Since Dan Mullen arrived. And that's with Joe Moorhead burning the thing down. I mean, this is unprecedented. Mississippi State knocked down another first-round pick. And then had several more taken. Don't sleep on Cam Young. I'm telling you. Guy could play for 10 years in the NFL. Or every bit of 7 or 8. And that's still a... Look at, look at where the CBA's going. I mean, if you just make it 6 or seven, tens of millions. Tens of millions. Now the second contract, it doesn't matter what position you play. does not matter. It can be one of the... Lo, it can be linebacker, safety, guard. And you're still hitting a massive lick. Look at the success Mississippi State's had. Last year, Charles Cross, ninth pick in the NFL draft, Seattle Seahawks. This year, Emmanuel Forbes, 16th pick, Washington Commanders. Now, I know they went through a little lull there with Moorhead. Combination of toughness and develop. This program has has proven to find that chip on their shoulder, blue collar, develop culture, all that the pick since Mullen really started it going with Fletcher Cox in the first round has been insane for the state of Mississippi. Look what happened in year three with Dan and Fletcher Cox going to the Eagles who will have a fighting chance. Probably would have been better if they would won the Super Bowl and that's not fair. But that's how... Subconsciously, these guys work that that vote on this. Had the Eagles won the Super Bowl, he may be in. He'll have a chance to win the uh I'm sorry, to go to the Hall of Fame. Chris Jones will have a chance to go to the Hall of Fame. And Jeffrey Simmons may have a chance to go to the Hall of
1: Fame. So starting with 2010, which would be when Dan Mullen arrived, obviously it was oh nine, but starting with 2010. From 2010 until current day, so yesterday, Mississippi State's had 42 players drafted into the NFL. 42 players drafted in the NFL. As an entire team or franchise ever, they only had 223. So Dan Mullen forward has been a fourth of your, or excuse me, one-fifth basically of your franchise's draft picks yeah. has come in the last 14 years. Fletcher Cox,
2: not the number one player in the state. Emmanuel Forbes, not the number one player in the state. Um, Chris Jones was eventually bumped up to number one. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, he was he one or AJ one? Ooh. I think Simmons was one, AJ was two. At that point, you're splitting hairs. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Sherrod, Sherrod. Uh, but he got hurt so quick. But he still got he he still got the bag from the Packers because he was a first round pick right at the tail end that night. I don't remember, thirty first pick, some somewhere in there. Um, am I missing Simmons, Jones, Cox, Forbes, Sharad? Uh, Willie Gay was second round. Somehow Chris Jones was second round. I don't know. I think those are two of the biggest head scratchers in the history of the draft. Chris Jones, A.J. Brown, both top 10 picks. Yeah. Went in the second round. And um, the Chiefs have done a great job with him and the Titans, uh, one of the dumbest moves in the NFL. And that's saying a lot. Because believe it or (laughs) not, even though these are multi-billion dollar corporations that have all the resources and assets that you need to be successful at your job, look what the Houston Texans did to go up and get Will Will Anderson. On on, uh, Thursday night,
1: my days are running together.
2: Gave up a fortune. They gave up a fortune to go get a good
1: prospect. Not a... Not Joey Bosa. Yeah, J.J. Watt. Not Lawrence Taylor. Mm -hmm. Not Mm J.J.
2: Watt. Mm -mm. Not Bosa. Not some of
1: these other guys. It's an interesting move. Yeah. It's remarkable what State, and even Ole Miss has done. We talked about this. Ole Miss has not had a top 10 draft pick since Eli Manning. They haven't had a first rounder. Since 2018, I believe it was, but who um, the I'll, who has it? Ole Miss uh, had not had a first round pick in the last five or six years. I think I have to go back and look. It was uh, Evan, Ingram. Evan Ingram, seventeen, I guess it was. So, but they but, they have had eighteen draft picks. Ole Miss has in the last five seasons, which puts them in the top twenty in the country in total draft picks. But they just haven't had a first rounder in the last eighteen picks. Well, DK and AJ both in the second. That that's the robbery. AJ should have been a first round pick. Right. By far AJ should have been a first right. round pick. And and Dallas should have taken him. And that way I'd have an NFC
2: championship, at least appearance. I don't right. know if you win the game, but if Dallas takes AJ Brown in 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 that draft, then I'm I'm in a good spot. And that would have been awesome. And we could we could make you know Dak Prescott and AJ Brown Hall of
1: Famers Gosh. in Dallas. CD Lamb and AJ Brown on the same side of the field on offense would be insane. That would be amazing. and some some teams actually have that kind of arsenal. Yeah, you know? uh, the Eagles with AJ and Devontae Smith is a pretty interesting, compa- co- pretty interesting pairing. I think we kind of sleep on Devontae now that AJ's there. Yeah, well, a totally different type of athlete, but as he continues to grow and develop, he's going to become even more of a weapon. As uh, Mel Kiper calls him, his splendid splinter too. I like that. Because he's a splinter. He called Emmanuel Forbes splendid splinter three now because he's only 172 um, and played at like 168 at Mississippi State, which is crazy.
2: Well, I'm going to go ahead and say that by the time the Washington Commanders kick it off after the week after Labor Day weekend, that Emmanuel Forbes is going to weigh 182.
1: Oh, all right. There you go. I don't know that it matters. I, think I don't be think fine. it does. Yeah.
2: He he was physical as a corner at that size in the most physical division. By the way, by far and away, it's not like it's close with the SEC East or the the division in the Big Ten with Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan. Please understand, it's not close. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like the gap between the way the Chiefs are run and the way the Texans are run. Yep. I just want you SEC West football. The gap is Kansas City Chiefs to um Houston Texans, Blake.
1: 100 percent agree. 100% and He, 100% he agree. blew some people up at the line of scrimmage he also at Mississippi State. Never missed a game because of injury. So he was healthy his entire career. And he got physical when the
2: ball was in the air too. So he can do everything. He could yeah. really have a special yeah. career if he stays healthy. Give me
1: when I'm looking at that position corner, there's there's certain positions where I get You know, you want him to fit a certain box. But if I look at a defensive back who over high school has 16 career interceptions and then in college has 14 career interceptions and takes a a college career record six back for touchdowns, at some point you go, okay, that's not an anomaly. This guy's really good at catching the football in the defensive secondary. Give me that guy. If he misses a few tackles, who cares? He's out there to flip the field. And how do you flip the field? pick the ball off every now and then yeah give me that guy over the guy who can make a couple tackles as a as a corner who cares I don't think we can
2: emphasize enough of how much he flew up the draft board
1: yeah he was a a middle second round guy coming out of the end of the season kind of and then he goes 16th overall that's amazing it's amazing I, is, but he a, had the tape to back it up. That's the difference. It wasn't yeah. an under. It wasn't just like he showed up at the combine and everybody was like, "Ooh, wow, amazing!" Hey, like he had the tape. He wasn't a Jim Thorpe finalist. Well, but he just went 16th overall
2: in the most competitive league in North America. You know, All right, what do you do with that? He he he. <laughs> what do I do with that? He, he wasn't voted in as a
1: Jim Thorpe not not winner, but finalist. I think he will be okay with that when he's sitting in his mansion 10 years from now as as an NFL vet. And they've already wired the money
2: to him, which was a a big chunk of that, what, $15.5 million, Blake? Congratulations to Forbes, Mingo, and and all the guys. Blake's excited that uh, Southern Miss, Eric Scott, six-round pick for the Cowboys, too. If Byron Young doesn't go to Bama and goes to Mississippi State, is he a first-round pick as far as development? Uh, the Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by lunch today at Fleetway Market and the Market Cafe in Gluckstadt. Fuel up at Fleetway Market and then enjoy their lunch at the Market Cafe in Fleetway Market. If you missed anything, hit Apple Podcasts.